Yo, what up? Rambling Viking Podcast. Hope you're feeling good. Got this brand new mic. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So I'm not going to waste any time on a stupid intro. Chick-fil-A. Let's talk a little bit about it. They, A, do, they've, they've hacked the, <clears throat> whoa, they've hacked the fast food game. Plain and simple. I mean, they have started, they are so efficient. It's a place that I go to and I see a line like through the, and through and out the parking lot and I say, yeah, that's not too bad. I'm probably be in and out in like five minutes, maybe a little bit longer because they have the system where they have the people on iPads taking the orders. And so really you're ordering when you're far away. So by the time you, those people get to the window, that order has been, had time to be cooked and ready to go. And it's just boom, 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 boom. But Really, the main point I'm trying to get at here is um, the other day I actually went inside and, you know, most places do the chip readers now and it takes a few seconds and some of them have that noise that sounds like you broke it. And I'm like, that's not the, that's not the noise I would have picked for the approval noise. I don't know <laughs> where um, what meeting that was that... Someone's like, "All right, we're in, we need uh, we need some sound some noises for our uh, for our new chip reading um, when your card gets approved when your card gets gets declined and some guy was like not prepared or um, he accidentally downloaded the wrong sound bite. I don't know what happened, but anyways, the point I'm trying to get at is I stick my card in." And it doesn't even take five seconds, doesn't ask for a pin, I don't have to sign a receipt, and it is approved. And it also has a pleasant noise. It doesn't have an unpleasant noise. Blows my mind. Because, I mean, I know when these, you know when these chip readers first got introduced, it was like, all right, it could take up to like 30 seconds. And people were freaking out, like, this is taking way too long. Um, which... I would just say, wham, wham, wham. More secure than swiping. I mean, I'm game for it to take a little bit of extra time uh, to be able to to be able to be have a more secure transaction. And I'm totally fine with it. But you know, it had it had to be fast. If I if afterwards I I was like, hold on, get my phone out, go to my notes, go to my podcast notes, and say. Yeah, we got to talk about this. So flipping fast. So anyways, next time you're at Chick-fil-A, just uh, just notice that. Maybe even set a timer. I've thought about doing that, but I haven't actually gone like inside and ordered from the counter in a while. I mean, I, 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 do, I do the curbside. I'll do the drive-through. I'll do the, the order ahead. And then when I, when I come up, I just have to do that. So it's like, I mean, I, I, it's kind of crazy. Don't even really... All the options that Chick-fil-A has. They, they truly have mastered the fast food deli- uh, delivery and um, – what am I trying to say? They've just mastered the fast food game. That's what I'm going with here. So that's just, that's just kind of my funny thought for the day. The real meat of the podcast today is going to be talking a little bit about the, the, the hyper-specialization sp- uh, of streaming services. Um, trying to come up, trying to be a fancy name there, and that's on me. Really, what I'm what I'm talking about is every every major company creating their own individual streaming service. So, you know, we're all familiar with the cord cutting revolution, 
that is Netflix, Hulu, Sling TV, all that, all that, all that good stuff. Um, and you know, now they have like ESPN Plus and Disney's coming out the streaming service. That was like, hey, we have all these great things. You just pay ten bucks a month, and you can get all these cool TV shows and movies. And then now there's like Hulu and Sling stuff does like live TV. You can do a little bit of DVR. You can have certain packages that way. And so it's kind of going away from the traditional cable mindset where you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money to maybe get these few channels. For me, so for me, I'm a I'm a big sports guy and it's, I don't watch a ton of TV. I watch a few shows here and there and stuff like that. And I like some of the shows that come out. Um, but really mostly with my schedule, all I really care or have time to watch are, are sports. So I would do, so I'm like, Hey, I just want to get like all the ESPN channels, go ahead and give me like the the hyper specific like the Big Ten Network, SEC, whatever, all that good stuff, and and I want to be able to like the NFL Network, that that sort of thing. The problem is every single package I always looked at was okay. You have to get our base package with seventy five channels, and then you can get the sports package on top of it. And it's like I just want the sports package. You know, but it has to, it has to just come back to how the, how I, I come back to, it's how the contracts are set up between all the different, between the rights and um, the services of all the different companies and networks that, that are part of these deals um, where it's, you know, maybe it's just the cable companies being like, no, we want to, we want to build it vertically this way where there's a, there's a base pay that you have to get through to get to the specifics because I'm like I, I I would be fine with ten channels they're all the sports channels it's the NBA it's the NBA network uh, NBA TV thank you NFL Network and then all all the ESPNs and like Fox Sports and Fox Sports One and boom I'd be good but there's no options like that and even Sling TV has been like yeah we're a la carte they're not they the way they mix their packages is is if you want all of them you need to get their blue and their orange package, which individually are 25 a month, but combined are 50 a month. So they don't even do a bundle save thing, and then you have to pay a little bit more for any sort of DVR time. So right now I'm with Hulu, but I realized in general Hulu kind of took a step back. I've, I feel like a backwards in time where if you have like traditional cable and like a DVR or a TiVo or something, you can fast forward through all the commercials, no questions asked when you record something. Not so with Hulu. Sometimes I've ran into situations where I've it's eliminated the ad breaks, but most of the time I record something and I'm watching it after the fact. I have to watch every single commercial because the way it's set up on the internet, where it's where they had the advertisements built in, built in, and they just set it to where hey, you can't you can't skip the ads, and honestly, it really pisses me off because. I mean, I've already talked about how everything succumbs to ads eventually in advertising companies, but more so, I'm like, that's definitely, that's a win for the ad company and it's a loss for the consumer as somebody who hates commercials. But I'm getting a little sidetracked here. Big point today is, is we're seeing more nuance. We're seeing Disney is now going to be releasing their uh, Disney Plus, it's a streaming services, so it's going to have all the Disney movies, it's going to have your classics, it's going to have, since they own Marvel, it's going to have Marvel, it's going to have Star Wars, all that stuff. And so where 
whereas before you kind of had the Netflix, which was, which is the goat and kind of a conglomerate in, in what it had, and it had most things. It had things from different networks. It had uh, movies from you know from Marvel to different. It had all different sorts of movies that came from different studios, and so you, you kind of it was kind of like all right, this has most of what I want, or all of it has a good variety. We're now like. CBS has CBS All Access, which is their own streaming. You have the NBC thing. I think ABC is coming out with one. You have Disney coming out with one. So these things are now being pulled from from the Netflixes, from possibly from the Hulus, from things like that. You know, if you're not doing the the where you have the live TV through the through the streaming service, then. Now, and I mean, I think Disney's like five ninety nine a month or something like that. So I mean, it's it's the the price point's a little bit lower, and so these other ones are five ninety nine, seventy nine, seven ninety nine. So it's not like ten bucks a month per. But while I think it's it's good that you know, hey, we're we're driving the price down, we're doing this, and and there's there's seeing a lot of diversity. I think there's we're now running into a time where we're gonna have you're gonna have to either. You're going to end up paying for seven different services to get because you like one from this, two from this, three from this. It's like this has this one has. So if you have A, B and C, it's like A and A has these three shows, but I still want this other show. So I have to get this. I have to get the B service as well. And then combined, you are in the end going to be paying more than you were in the past when those three things were on the same streaming network. So. I'm not calling for calling for or asking about any sort of regulation here necessarily or intervention. I'm just kind of thinking this through and begging the question. Um, is this is there a tipping point where the cord cutting streaming service goes from, hey, it's been I think it's been an, an overall good for the consumer to where every studio, every company ha- now has their own streaming service. Is this problematic now? Is it? Because now it's like for if you want anything and everything because it's either saying, hey, you're going to go pay however much to, to have cable and, you, and you'll just have these as they come on TV or B, <clears throat> you want to see these movies and you're a cord cutter going through streaming services, you can no longer, oh, I just get Netflix and it has most of them, they cycle on and off and I can just wait for them to come on Netflix. Well, they're not going to come on Netflix now and... So now you're going to have to, if you want to watch The Office, you're going to need the NBC streaming stuff um, or buy it. If you want, But if you want to watch Marvel movies, you're going to need the Disney streaming stuff or buy them. And so now it's putting you in a place where it's like, huh, I can't, I may have to have seven different services. And if they're all five bucks a month, in, instead of having one or two services that are eight to $10 a month, you know, so all in all, you'd be paying more. And then also the hyper specificity of it specific specificity whatever it's hyper specific and um it's hyper specific so i don't know if i'm making much sense here so you're gonna have to go to that specific place and i just don't know if it's because now everything's behind its own paywall and everyone owns their own thing so it's almost i would almost compare it to um like pre like Walmart like all encompassing stores you have 
you had your store, you had your department stores where you went to get clothes, you had the grocery store, you had the electronics store, you had the 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 auto zone you had to go to and <clears throat> I mean all those stores for the most part are still around so it's still like a relevant part of things but you know then you had the you had Walmart come out and they were like hey it's kind of your one stop shop we have a little bit of everything and that transformed put a lot of companies and stores and stuff out of business which sucks but I think all in all I think it's been a net positive on society there to be able to have that one store and that all-encompassing. Now, I still, like, go through specific places. I guess now the comparison would be, like, Amazon. Now you can get everything on Amazon. don't even have to leave your house. And I think there's some there's some positives there, but then also, you know, that could – it has potential to be bad if if it's used or used in, a, in, in the wrong way, I guess we can say, and could damage people socially because they never leave their house because they get everything from their house. Um you know, so I'm wondering, just, this is kind of my initial response, though. And so it's almost like, okay, we're breaking up that Walmart, and each company's like, no, we want to sell all of our stuff individually. And so now it's like, you can no longer go to Walmart because all these things are being pulled, and now you have to go to each individual store. And so now I think you're going to have people possibly buying less, so they'll... Because then... If you could get six things from Walmart and you only had to go to Walmart, people, you know, and that'd be fine. But then if all those things get pulled and you have to go to six different stores, five different stores, whatever, you might start saying, do I really need that? I don't know. No, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to drive around town all day. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to two of the stores and then I can just figure else. Maybe I can just figure out alternative solutions there because that's kind of the boat I'm in where I, I like I like the consolidation and I'm not not against the like hey Disney make your own streaming service everyone's trying to make their own streaming service but I'm just wondering how it's going to play out I think eventually you're going to have places come to agreements and you're going to have sort of bundles where it's like you can get the Disney and the NBC package for this bundle because they have a deal and this will allow you this thing or whatever or you'll have third party companies that come in and will say We'll get, you know, you'll get, you'll get NBC, ABC, and Disney, and it's this price, and we offer it at this. However, I, I think Disney's pretty, I think they're pretty um, solidified in their stance, and I, where um, I think they want to be standalone. So I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that that would actually pan out. But uh, let me know your thoughts on it, on whether you think. Hey, this is a good thing. I think this is this is going to allow you. This is truly more towards the a la carte in an actual truest sense of the the word, where it's like, hey, I love Disney and Marvel movies and Star Wars, and that's really all I watch. Cool. Then you get the Disney streaming service instead of having to have Netflix or have a couple services where you know I I can see it both ways, right? It's like this is perfect for me. I'm going to get this and. Because I only watch two shows and they're on NBC. So I'm going to pay four bucks, five bucks, six bucks a month and only have NBC because that's all I watch. And maybe my thing is there's still – I don't see that coming through sports. I see I see the start of it with ESPN Plus, but I'm not totally sold on ESPN Plus. They create exclusive content kind of behind a paywall that's kind of extra bonus content or certain specific games that are – not 
um, not as big games, not as big of games. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not total. I haven't, I haven't given ESPN plus a try and I haven't checked out their shows. I just do know in a general sense, the consensus is people haven't been too fond of it. They're like, eh, it's not that great. ESPN's not that good at it. Cause I mean, first of all, watch ESPN had a lot of problems for a long time. And I remember on, uh, the, when it was like, I think it was the the first college football playoff or something like that. It was a big game. It was I think it was a national championship game. And I was trying to watch it on Watch ESPN, and it crashed, and it wouldn't work. And I thought it was just my system. Then I went online, and no, it crashed across the country. And people were freaking out. And I was like, you know you have the rights to like one of the biggest sporting events all year. But, and you are the leading, like... ESPN is is sports in a lot of ways. I mean, Fox Sports the other big name there, but ESPN kind of leads the charge. It's like they they kind of do it do it all, and so you'd expect them to have a little bit like planned. Be like, all right, we're gonna have a ton of traffic. Let's like beef it up, and maybe they did, and it was just overwhelmingly so. But you know, I just don't know. Um, I'm still waiting for. And so maybe 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 I need to try out ESPN Plus, but I'm still waiting for that cord cutting package where I can say, "Hey, um, give me all the ESPN stuff." I'm I'm ready for them to be standalone, but I don't I don't know if you ever fully get around it because TV's still around. And I think it'll still hang around, and you have these contracts, these very lucrative contracts with all the different networks. That is a bunch of red tape that you can't work through, and so you totally you can't totally break away. So that you know, it just it's just gonna be interesting to see how this unfolds because you're not only seeing this, I think, in the streaming of terms of movies and TV shows and things like that, but you're also seeing this in just I think content in general, like. For instance, I'm doing a podcast, and I think podcasting is kind of the new thing. You know, you, instead of trying to have your own syndicated TV show through a network, people like podcasts because they it's total entre- entrepreneurship, total control. You can you can do it when you want. You can do it for how long you want. There's no limit there. You can make it totally free. Um, you can if you're big, you know, and you have you can only you can choose your advertisements. You can choose your platforms. Um, you can design a, a paywall. It's totally yours. It's entrepreneurship, like in the easiest form. So that's it's it's kind of incredible. But I, I think you're also seeing that now, where if you like, for instance, Dave Rubin is making his own. Like you have okay, the Blaze TV. You have the Young Turks. You have um, you have you know, the daily wire, things like that. These are kind of mostly political ones, but they're just kind of the ones that are front of mind that I'm most aware of where you have people. Yeah. They, they, they still release a bulk content for free, but then they have extra content behind a paywall and everyone's got their own little paywall now. And so now it's like, Hey, if you want, you know, more of our content or all of our content, I don't know how it's framed there. Then, you know, subscribe to us. And so it's like, Hey, I can give, I really like this podcast. I'm going to give them a few bucks a month. I'm going to get exclusive stuff from them. Be, be whatever in their discord chat or be able to ask them questions. And, and and it's, and it's great because, and, and it's not limited to, that's the other thing. And so that's interesting. I think an interesting development that I think we're seeing too, is I think we're seeing just in general, people taking ownership, taking control, uh, kind of monetizing, 
monetizing themselves and going that direction. Um, I'm just curious to see how it pans out, you know, because I think too much of a good thing is a, is a bad thing. That's just general wisdom, general knowledge. That's kind of just a basic rule that I think everyone could agree with, you know. Um, the most common thing is like, hey, a little bit of alcohol isn't bad, but a ton of alcohol um, literally poisons and destroys your body and kills you eventually um, or not eventually, depending on how much you intake. You know, it's, it's kind of like the same thing. We have these cord-cutting streaming services come up, but but maybe when it gets taken to this extent, it's we find – it's less profitable, and I don't know. That's just, that's just kind of my take. Maybe people are totally into it. It's like, yeah, I just, I just, I just care about the Disney stuff, or I just care about the NBC stuff. Um, I mean, you can always still just slap up in a, a you know, twenty five dollar antenna at your house and get the local channels that, and then you still get a lot of good stuff. But uh, you know, I'm still struggling to find that kind of cord cutting. T- streaming TV service. I'm, I'm currently with Hulu. I've tried PlayStation View. Thinking about trying Sling or even YouTube TV because um, I'm tired of the Hulu advertisements. You go back and you watch things, and it's there's mandatory ads. I'm still I'm getting freaking three minutes of ads that I can't skip at all, even though it's technically DVR'd. And I'm like, that definitely feels like a step backwards. Um, and I haven't decided to like what what services I'm gonna get. Um, once all these new streaming services are up and running, you know, if, it, if it's like, hey, I want to get the CBS one or that, because to me, I, it feels like it's going to get very, very messy if you're somebody who likes to watch everything. Now, at that point, it might be worth it just to go get a freaking old school cable package. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what the answer is. I don't have the answers. I don't pretend to have the answers. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to provide questions, provoke thought, and hopefully have a conversation with my listeners. Thank because you guys will maybe take a minute and tweet at me uh, at Rambling Viking on Twitter, or even send me uh, an email at theramblingviking at gmail dot com, and just give me your thoughts on any of these topics, and I'll I'll check my emails and I'll read them, and we can talk about some stuff. Um, speaking of, I think that's how we'll close out today. So that's my thoughts on the streaming service. Um, just. I'm just interested to see how it plays out. It's a very, very interesting thing. And maybe maybe I'm just a nerd like that, and you're listening to this saying this is kind of stupid. I think you're overthinking it, but hey, it is what it is. So let's see. Where is my most? So I've done that, done that, done that. Boom. Okay, here we go. So... For those of you who don't know, I've had a consistent emailer as of recent, um, my man Connor, and he sent us some emails. This one will be, this one will kind of be in response to my last, or two episodes ago, I guess now, and um, we'll just go ahead and read it and just talk about it a little bit. So there's, there's, there's maybe, there's a little bit of context here, but, and I can provide that, but. We'll just uh, go ahead. So he says, I appreciate the kind words from reading through the email on the podcast. Of course, always. At first, that's something I actually dealt with. Pause. Um, (laughs) After this sentence, I'm going to read the rest of the email at once. That's something that when I got my first email, I said, do I I just read the whole thing and then respond? Do I read and respond, which I kind of did. That's the more read and respond as I go through it. But then I think people get lost. 
And then it's like, do I maybe read it and then just talk about what it said? But then I'm like, I, I kind of like being true to what that person says. So because I'm obviously going to interpret it a certain way. And so those listening, I want to make sure that you can hear what um, the email physically says. And then you can maybe chime in and say, hey, you know, I think you're maybe jumping here or interpreting it this way. Because then you're just getting my interpretation of what uh, they were trying to say. So I appreciate the kind words and for reading through the email on the podcast anytime. I have another couple things for you that I thought were interesting. Here's one of them. One of my favorite non-proof proofs about Jesus Christ, I like to think of things like this as a circumstantial evidence. Um, anyways, that about 300 years before Jesus was born, Alexander the Great and the Greeks conquered a huge swath of Europe in the Middle East. They did. They kind of unified in a sense. And suddenly, now everyone speaks Greek. Exactly. Then also, just before Jesus, just before Jesus' time on earth, the Romans came and conquered everything and obviously still had it conquered during his time on earth. They created a vast system of roads that made five-day journeys into one- or two-day journeys. All of Jesus' travels and teachings would have been vastly more difficult without, having, without these things having occurred before his time. Like I said, this doesn't prove anything, but it sure is interesting. Great, great work this week. I'm real salty about the OK symbol that I don't ever use. I mean, I will probably continue to use it without thinking. But if I do actually think about it, I probably would avoid it and just flip the person the bird instead of the OK symbol. I tend to use those pretty interchangeably. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That's uh, that last. <laughs> what a way to cap off an email. I could use it, but I might just flip them the bird because same difference, right? <laughs> So that's actually that's actually really cool, right? So what he's looking at is he's kind of taking a step back and looking at historical context around a very um, prominent figure, um, what, who one that I would claim is my uh, my redeemer, my savior, uh, and believe was God incarnate in man, but at, we at least know was a man and very prominent man. But looking at the timing of everything and how it works out, and it's like you know you you have Alexander the Great come. And he gets everyone speaking a unified language. Then you have Rome connect everything via roads. All roads lead to Rome. That was their big thing. So you could get around. And and then it's like, oh, then this guy comes and it's and he's able everyone speaks the same language, so he can go everywhere. And then but then there's also roads so that he can go everywhere. And it's like it's not it's one of those things where it's like, man, what a coincidence. And I'm just like, I that's why that's why I, I it leads me to believe less and less in coincidence every day, which I mean, I really don't believe in coincidence at all. Um, I might not to say, I don't say, Oh, you know, that's a fun coincidence. I might use the term y'all, um, you know, no need to come at me for that, but all in all, on a very real level, I, I see it as everything's planned. Everything has a purpose. There's a reason that happens in this order. It's designed. And I mean, that's, that 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 seems to be one of those cases where you can make a very clear argument for it, um, and I would definitely agree with you. I think that's super super interesting. I love looking at things like that when you step back, look at it on a macro scale of like, hold on, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. That's kind of crazy, pretty cool. And then lastly, so if you if you haven't heard my episode about, I believe it was my last episode. Was it? Ah, I can't remember now. But there's there's an episode where I talk about the uh, the Anti Defamation League released some new hate symbols. The OK symbol, yes, the OK symbol being one of them. Now, if you hold it upright, because if you look at it from the front, so you're looking at the face of your hand when you're making it, your three fingers that are up could make a W, and then 
the the O is the 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 eye of the the letter P, and then the the leg of the P is obviously going down into your wrist. And so it's WP for white power. And this has really been a troll move by, um, I guess what you can call it, white supremacists, but then also I think just internet trolls in general saying, oh yeah, that totally means white power. I think it's a very obvious troll that is being taken seriously now and being put as a hate symbol. And actually, as an update on that... <clears throat> And so I talk about that in my podcast, in that episode. Go listen to that, and you can hear the ridiculousness of that, which that wasn't even the most ridiculous one. The most ridiculous part of that is there is a, so one of the mass shooters who had a bowl cut, and then people, trolls again on the internet being trolls, were like, oh, his bowl cut is, is, is our symbol. It's our group symbol. It's our unifying symbol. They said Dylan Mann's bowl cut is a hate symbol because it is being used in that way. And to give you the general consensus here, I think it's ridiculous to take a symbol that is that has been that is so widely used by so many people for completely innocent purposes, and they um, and then you have a very 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 small minority of people use it in. I, what I would sure, yes, some of them will probably begin to use it seriously, but all in all, it's it's a part of the internet troll culture, and our trolling, and then they're like, oh no, a few people are misusing this symbol, so now this symbol is bad. Do you understand the idiocy there? And first of all, buying into trolls, but then also you're 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 giving them the the power to be able to say that they can control language, since you believe in a bad thing like white supremacy or whatever, neo-Nazism, whatever you believe in right there that's that's obviously evil, then and then you use common vernacular sign language or speech or terms in, to to and twist them, pervert them to to be supportive of your cause, that means, oh man, you've now ruined that for everybody else and nobody else can use it. No, I say, no, that's a misuse of it, and this it's still fine. Um, but anyways, interesting story that I actually found was or was shared with me, there was a family at Disney who, and th- so this got announced like a month or two ago in August, I think late August, early September when this ADL article came out. So that's when okay symbol is now a hate symbol fat backtrack back to March. And there's a family at Disney and they're playing with Gru and the minions and they have a couple little kids and they end up taking a picture. Now to give you some context on this, and in the picture, Gru has his hand around the girl's shoulder, and then right before the picture, he makes the upside-down OK symbol, which I think you know what symbol. Take OK, flip it upside down, put it below your waist. Aha, you have a game that is decades old that people love to play. Don't get caught looking, otherwise that's two, you know? That's whatever. whatever however you play the game, it's like, ah, I got you. Um, I, I know how we started doing it around my workplace was, is like, if you got, if you got, got with the symbol below the waist, it was five pushups or something like that. And, and so that, that was kind of fun to do. Um, and, and so what they're doing is they complain and I think they're filing a suit now because, so to give you, it's a biracial family. It's, um, so, uh, one white parent, one black parent, so mixed kids. And they're saying they're horrified. They didn't notice it at first, but now going back and looking at the pictures, they see this hate symbol being used and they are absolutely offended and horrified and suing and Disney publicly apologize, which that's their way. And that's, I have my own opinion on that. And they're, they 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 got 
national news coverage on this. But here's the thing. You'll go and watch a video, and the one video will just – it'll be clipped together, and then you'll see, all you'll see is uh, Gru's making this. Now, first, first, first problem with this, the symbol is upside down, meaning it's you, – you can't – it's not – it's no longer the same symbol. Upright is okay. Nobody ever does it upside down to mean I'm okay. That is – very clearly and obviously a game, and it's not the same symbol at that point. And also, the entire premise of the, oh, it, your fingers make a W. You know what they make? Now they make an M. And you don't make a P at all. You just So you're saying mo or um <laughs> at that point when it's upside down. So not even the same. Um, now you can say, oh, you know, he was still trying to subtly make it to mean this meaning. Well, here's second issue with this. Take the non-cropped video, and what do you see? You see this little girl's little, like, three-year-old brother playing and goofing around with the minions before the picture and what are they doing they are playing the game trying to get each other to look at the symbol below their waist and Gru is there in presence seeing the game being played and what he's doing then in this picture his hand since he's so tall his hand is below his waist and so he casually makes it as a part of the game to extend the game it's it's funny and there you go. Entire case for hateful symbols. Also, this was back in March before this was declared a hate symbol. So then, and it doesn't mean, oh, it wasn't used as a hate symbol back then. But it, it says, you go like six months now, almost. And then you file a complaint because you realize and you're saying, oh, we, we just overlooked it. It said, no, it wasn't a thing. Now you hear it's a thing. And so now you're, now you're choosing to be offended. Nope. 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 And uh, nope. Uh, biggest... Comebacks, it brings me back to, talking through that brings me back to the same point that I always make, always about these crazy woke culture, whatever BS nonsense that we run into is, it's, it's the same thing here. It's context matters, and then also just logically thinking through it. But that's the biggest one here. You Once you see and have the full context of the situation, you brush it off and say, yeah, that's nonsense, this is ridiculous. And I think all in all this is ridiculous. Because context matters. You have, yes, you have the the guy who was one of the, the I think it was a Christchurch mass shooter who, by the way, if you haven't even like looked into his manifesto at all, which his manifestos are usually nonsense and I don't give him any time, but I looked through a little bit because, of course, there's mention of Trump, there's mention of Candace Owens, there's mention of all these people. What he literally said was, I'm going to drop, basically he, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he was like, I'm going to name drop these people to hopefully cause a commotion in politics. And you know what it did? It caused a commotion in politics. People just saw the names. They didn't see that he was trolling everybody. You can tell he's a clear and obvious internet troll through his manifesto. And he's, but he's given serious credit and concern in the manifesto. They're like, oh, these are his motivations. This is what he's basing on. No, you're idiots. Um, well, guess what he did when he was in court? He made the okay symbol. And if you look and understand the context that, oh, this guy's done some trolling stuff before, he's trolling again. And he's trying to cause a ruckus. And look what the ADL, you're eating right into his hands. How can you be so stupid? But that's the sensitive culture that we live in where I'm just, every day I'm, I see more and more of the stuff of apologizing. I'm sorry I didn't realize this offended anybody. It's like, look, you could, you could reasonably... Find someone could find offense in some way in everything you do. 
So that's where you need to understand was it like, was I truly grossly negligent here and being thoughtful? Or was this a situation where someone's looking to be offended and make the decision? Because I'm, I want, I, when I see a lot of times I'm like, why are you apologizing? You're apologizing. You're feeding right into their hands. Don't apologize. Say late. Hey, look, sorry, you got offended, but like, I'm not going to, that doesn't change what I said. doesn't change how I feel about what I said. doesn't change any of this. I still believe this. But it is what it is. So anyways, that's how I want to close it out, reading the email. Um, wow, Connor, you really sparked a nice little rant there. Um, appreciate that, bud. Uh, thanks for the email. Keep them coming. Uh, always a pleasure. And until next time, you guys have a great week. And um, hopefully you'll hear from you at Rambling Viking on Twitter or the Rambling Viking at gmail.com. Send me emails. Let me know your thoughts. I want this to be a conversation where it's we're, we're talking and it's more working through things and less of this is here what I think about this and I'm so smart. I'm not. Sm- I'm not so smart. I, I like to just think things through and I talking things through is how I work through problems and I think the more you can do that the better and more decent you're going to be so. That's how I'm going to close it. Until next time, guys.